with Genesis chapter number 27, verse 40. Uh, Genesis chapter number 27, verse 40. Everybody okay here? Everybody okay? Right. Let's turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 27, verse 40. Thank you, Pradeep. May the Lord continue to bless you, prosper you, lead you victorious in every single way of your life. May He give you all the choices, blessings of your life. Thank you for helping out. Come on, let's read it together. Genesis chapter 27, verse 40. This is how it goes. You will live by the sword and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from on your neck. When you grow restless, you will throw away his yoke from your neck. What I'm trying to bring your attention towards here, we know the story. Is there anybody who doesn't know the story of Esau and Jacob? Anybody here? I don't think so. My son, I mean, Anisha was teaching my son, you know, today they are not here because they have been, uh, my son Josiah is sick. I ask you for your uh, prayers. Uh, but my, 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 uh, Anisha was teaching my son uh, JBQ questions. She's already preparing him for the big competition that he might have to. And, uh, you know, part of the questions, you know, while we were traveling in the car, you know, uh, Anisha was asking this question to Josiah about Esau and Jacob. And my son, three and a half year old, he knows about something about Esau and Jacob. And I know if you have lived long enough in a Bible-believing church, in a Pentecostal church, or in a church like ours, uh, uh, you know the story of Esau and, and Jacob, right? What is the story? What is the story? Can you, what is the story about? What happened in Esau and Jacob? Ah, come on now. Is there anybody who can say, what happened in Esau and Jacob? What happened? What happened? What is the story about? He lost the birth. I mean, that's the simple truth. He lost. Who lost the birthright? Esau lost the birthright. What happened? He was hungry. He, somebody prepared the food and he gave it away. What I want to bring your attention to words is because we know the story and the background of the entire uh, 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 interaction of the story here. I want to bring your attention towards Esau, the picture of Esau here. Bible helps us to understand that, you know, when you read through chapter number 27, you get to a picture where you see the imagery of Isaac blessing Jacob, right? What do you see here? I mean, we see Isaac is dressed up like Esau and he comes and seeks the blessing of, what does he do? This is my question. What does he do? Isaac kills a goat or a lamb. What he does? He takes the skin of that and wraps it around himself and comes and shows. My question would be, how hairy is Esau? Just imagine this. This dude, I mean, just imagine this guy walking around. He looks like a bear. Like complete, I mean, he is. But that's not the point. I just wanted to bring your attention towards here. The point here is, Isaac is blessing Jacob right? And Esau comes and he sees and he comes to Isaac and is there anything that you can bless me with? He is pleading. He is requesting. Is there anything left in your blessings that you can actually bless me with? And Isaac says, no, my son, your, your younger brother, Isaac has already, somebody has already taken all the blessings of your life. He's already taken all the blessings. He's already taken every single blessing that actually I can give upon 
his life or your life. I can pass it on as a father passes on the blessing to a child. I have passed on all the blessing to Jacob here. Esau is very disturbed. He's very disturbed. But here's the portion where towards the end of the blessing and the prayer that Jake, Isaac is giving out to Esau. And this is what Esau would understand. You will live by the sword all the days of your life and you will serve your brother. I mean, nobody likes that. An older brother serving a younger brother, nobody would like it, right? But now Esau receives this as a blessing in his life. And then he says, but when you grow restless... In other translations, it would help us to understand. But when you decide, when you decide is the portion that I want to bring your attention to. When you decide, you will get rid of his yoke from your neck. Are you trying to understand this? Praise the Lord. My, the, 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 the scripture that I was reading here helped me to understand that when you grow restless. But other translations will help us to understand. It's, it's talking about when you decide. It's up to you now. When you decide, you can actually take the yoke of your brother off your neck. And I mean, this kind of is a promising word in the life of Esau from his own father. I know you, you've been going through this, this trouble, the shame of in losing your own inheritance. And Hebrews actually will help us to understand the reason why actually Esau lost his inheritance. Or Hebrews chapter 12 verse 16 and 17. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 16 and 17 will help us to understand the portion here. This is how it goes. See that no one is sexually immoral. Or is godless like Esau. So what is the problem about Esau? He is he's a godless person. Hebrews, the writer to Hebrew, the, the book of Hebrews, you know, would help us to understand the re very reason why he lost his inheritance was he was a godless person. And that is the revelation maybe Apostle Paul has received and he's writing this letter here. The one reason that I can see that Esau lost his birthright and his blessings over his life is simply because he was a godless person. Some of y'all, I mean, we, we are the words of receiving from our Jesus. We have the words of receiving the blessings from our God Almighty. But all at the same time, some of us are selling our inheritance away. We are selling our inheritance away. We want Christ to know God. I want to have a turnaround in my life. Bible helps us to understand. See to it that no one misses the grace of God. And that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that. Verse 16. See that. No one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau. Who for a single meal sold in his inheritance. Raised as the oldest brother. As an oldest brother. According to the scriptures and Bible and our culture too. The oldest son receives a lot. How many oldest sons here? You're waiting to receive your inheritance. But wait. Okay. Praise the Lord. But in the story here. When we look into spiritually. Scripturally. We take and apply the story over our life. A lot of us. There is no second sons to Christ. All of us are older children to Christ. But a lot of us here, we are trading the inheritance that Christ has placed in our life over worldly stuff. Over things that shouldn't actually matter to our life at all. 
We are just trading our inheritance over to that. But here's the promise that I want to proclaim over your life. The same words of Isaac. That when you decide, you can actually break that yoke over your life. When you decide, you decide that I don't longer, I no longer carry the yoke of the enemy over my life. I no longer carry the yoke of shame over my life. I no longer carry the yoke of satisfaction of the world over my life. But I am ready and I decide to break that yoke over my life. That is the blessing of Isaac. When I connect these two scriptures, I want to bring your attention to words. A lot of us. If that's you and me during this season, we let's make a commitment towards the last leg of our journey in this year and our sermon series. And as we begin towards, a lot of us, you know, have New Year resolutions. A lot of us. But sometimes we can't even surpass two days. I'm going to work out this year. I'm going to drink only green tea, herbal tea, and that and this. And, and all of a sudden, you see a gulab jamun, I'm like, ah. Right? I mean, we make a lot of resolutions. A few years ago, because I could not keep resolution, I made a resolution that I will make no resolutions at all. And that could be some of our stories too. But, but my idea here is, as we progress into 2019, let us come together with an attitude. Lord, whatever has happened has happened. But right now, I am ready to break. I decide. I decide. Somebody else is not deciding over my life. But I personally decide that I am ready to break that yoke of every grip that the devil has been putting on my life. I am ready to break over my life. I am ready to move forward in this direction that God has asked me. Esau, you have a turnaround in your life. If you want, if you decide, you have a turnaround and you can do it, my son. You can do it. You might have lost because your birthright, because of your foolish decisions. But my God is a God of second chances. My God is a God of giving you chances there. You can have a turnaround. It only happens if you decide. I can't decide for you. Nobody can decide for anything in your life. Your parents would say, in the moon, dog drown, and dog drown, and dog drown. Aditya Varsham First year, the sun goes, right? And then he sees all the struggle. But if you have not decided in your own heart, you cannot conquer it. Just because of the sake of your parents, you might have to do it. You may be pushed to do it. You will be the worst doctor ever. And I will never take appointment in your place. Because you have not decided that you want to become a... Are you trying to understand this? It's up to us. We make the call. We make the decision for a turnaround in our life. Esau's life, he was struck with everything. I want to bring your attention towards uh, another scripture version. And we go back to Genesis and we see a portion here where we understand what's going around. And we read from Genesis chapter 33. Genesis chapter 33, verse 4. Genesis chapter 33, traveling to meet with Esau, the conversation that happens there. And we know all the things that he does to protect himself, right? He sends his, uh, you know, first set of uh, 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 maidservants. He sends his first set of wife, his, his children, and then he marches before them. And we see all the precautions he is taking to protect himself from the, the anger of Esau. And in verse uh, 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 4, we read this. In verse 4, 33, chapter 33, verse 4, we read, But Esau ran to meet Jacob and embraced him. He threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. Bible says, and they wept together. Weeping, crying out, is an emotion 
that determines how broken you are in a given situation. And today, you know, as you were leading worship, and you all were leading worship, I was touched there because I could see tears rolling down your cheek. And I would say that in worship and adoration and submission to God, when was the last time you actually cried in the presence of God? I mean, this is a question that I probably I could ask myself. I don't just cry when problems come into my life. I see and I sense and I cry when I see my magnificent Lord leading me. When I could have actually been destroyed and been part of a destructed life. He saved me. And I can cry in reverence in His presence. When was the last time we actually wept? We actually started crying. Realizing the wonders of God. Maybe that is not your personality, but, but even at that point, the broken situations will reveal and make you tear up. It will make you, sometimes allow God to break you. Right? Allow God to break us. Allow God, allow God to break us through words or through stuff that happened. Allow God to break us. Let those tears come down naturally from our eyes and let God, God, in this situation, I know only hope is you. And I decide, I decide that I will have a turnaround in my life. Is that, is, do I have some weaknesses here? When we worship God, let it naturally, let the tears, let our eyes swell up. Let those tears roll down our cheeks. Let the world know that I could stand here today only because of the saving grace of my Father and nothing, nothing else again. If I can cry in the presence of God, I will never have to shed tears in front of any human. If, an, if I can kneel down, and, and uh, I think it is, the, 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 he's called as the prince of all preachers, C.S. Spurgeon, the prince of all preachers. He would say, if I can kneel at the presence of Jesus, I don't have to kneel down and bow down at the face of any other human in the entire world. If I can cry and tear up at the presence of God Almighty, I don't have to cry and tear up at the presence of anybody. If I can stand boldly and confess my sins at the presence of my God Almighty, I don't have to feel ashamed in the, in the, in the camp of any individual. What is our a story it all decide it all depends upon the one last step that you're about to take and the decision that you're about to take Jacob would help us to understand Esau would help us to understand it is when you decide you will break the yoke from your neck it is when you decide what are you about to decide today what is your decision today tear up Bible help us to understand but when Esau ran to meet Jacob and embraced him he threw his arms around his neck. He threw his arms around his neck. Looking into the scriptures, we, have, we are able to understand. In the previous verses, we saw that when you decide, when you decide, you will break the yoke from your own neck. And in the story here, we see, now he has decided. He is running and he is marching to meet with his brother. I mean, he can creep the vengeance and walk around. He can keep, keep the, the, the attitude of anger and bitterness and walk around. But what happens here? The moment he sees his younger brother, he runs to him and he says, all these years of mistreat, all these years of bitterness, I am ready to put it down because today I decide that you are my brother and I will embrace him. I will kiss him. It is my decision. It is my decision. I decide what you are about to decide. What is your decision today? Are you trying to understand this? It's up to us. One small step. But when we are closer to one last step, 
it is about your decision in your life they can help you get over or help you stay where you know the story of Moses he saw the promised land right he saw the but where he was he able to get into it no no he had a good track record but somewhere in the midst of his running he lost it what did God say you will see it oh boy you work too hard 40 years in Egypt 40 years in the wilderness and leading all these people taking all their heat and murmur you know I means when I look into Moses's life I'm like in the kartave. oh my goodness right you know sometimes what I think is you know all the you know you have you know the story when Moses is standing at the uh, uh, Red Sea what is he doing? He's raising his staff and he's like, oh, save me, Lord. All these people, you have brought me to this wilderness. Lord, save me, Lord. You know, Egypt is coming. All the Egyptians are marching against to kill me. Israelites are killing me. Oh, everybody is killing me, Lord. Save me, Lord. And I was like, you know, if only Moses could say, you know what? Every Israelite, because you are in greater number than the Egyptians, right? You take one stone from where you are and start turn around and throw at the Egyptians. Right? But I'm thankful. I'm thankful that he did not lean on his own understanding, but he chose to obey God and in his decisions. What I'm trying to share here is Moses had a good track record of leading people from captivity into the promised land. He saw the promised land. He wanted to get them there. He was so excited about the plan and everything. But what happened in his steps? What happened? We know the story. We understand somewhere he missed. And what happened? Because he missed the mark, he could not enter the promised land there was somebody else that the Lord raised to ra bring them to the promised land some of us we are the verge of receiving from the Lord but no do not make our decisions affect the course and the journey of a lot more stuff to happen around us it is up to us to decide Esau would help us to understand through the blessings that he has received here I decide that I will not allow this yoke to take control over my life. I decide. I will not allow. And that's what we see. It's not Jacob. But when Esau saw. When Esau saw Jacob. He ran to Jacob. It's not Jacob. Jacob was scared to approach. Jacob was scared. And he prepared all the maize that he could prepare. For him pr protecting himself and his family. But we see. When Esau saw Jacob. He was ready to say. I decide to get the yoke of enmity. I decide to get the yoke of bitterness i decide to get the yoke of anything and everything that have possibly happened or could happen and today i decide to embrace my brother my sister i decide to embrace i decide to walk it's my decision not anybody else's not any i am here taking one small step at a time and wanting to make sure that I reach where the Lord wants me to. Can we all rise up in our feet and the worship team help us up today? And I, but I want to make sure that we all understand the scripture and the truth of it. That I decide that the enemy will not take us anywhere. And when we go back to the book of Hebrews, I want to wind up here. When we go back to the book of Hebrews, chapter uh, 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 12, verse 14 and, 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 and 15, we, make, uh, we read that scripture here. It, it helps us to understand. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will ever be able to see Jesus. We need holiness in our life. It is our decision. We need, everybody say, we need holiness. 
we need holiness. What is holiness about? Holiness is about being whole with God, being trustworthy with God, being clean with God, that you come to the presence of God and that you have a clean heart. Holiness does not talk about a white shirt. Holiness does not talk about that. Holiness does not talk about clean shaveness. No, no, no. Holiness does not talk about that. Holiness is about having a whole heart that is clean at the presence of God. And when you come to the feet of Jesus, you can say, God, I have sinned. I have walked away. I have done all my past endeavors. But today, I decide to come back to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. To the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And the one who has promised you is with you. The one who has enabled you thus far, he is with you. You are not a slave. You are a son and daughter of Christ Jesus. And he is wanting to do it again in our life. He is wanting to take us again into his path. He is wanting. He is waiting. Are you ready, my friend? The end of this 2018, as we walk into 2019 tomorrow, we could say, God, enough is enough with all the past that I was going through but today I declare that I decide that I will break the yoke of every enemy Bible help me to understand anointing breaks the yoke and today I declare that the anointing that rests upon your soul the anointing that rests upon each individual here it will break every yoke of the enemy break every yoke of the enemy and today I want us to surrender to God. One last step. One last step. I don't want to miss the mark. I don't want to miss the mark. One last step. I don't want to change my course. And I come back to the Lord. Because I know the one who has saved me, the one who has called me, he is faithful to lead me. He's on my side. And he's leading. And I believe he will do it again. And I believe. He will do.